All right, we're here with the, another episode of Does It Hold Up? I'm here with my brother, as always. Matt, how are you? How? That's a good question. How am I? I, You know what, Jeff? I'm fantastic today because today we get to talk about Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, the... Uh... The uh, 1997, I guess, cult classic now, right? Official cult classic? I would say so at this point, yes. Yeah, cult Certainly. classic. It I, you know, it, uh, I would just say classic in general. I, I don't even want to throw cult on there, honestly. Just a classic. It's just a classic. Just a classic movie. All right, well... Um, yeah, we can dive into it, Matt. Um, I think you know. Normally, you've 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 expressed some uh, some uh, reluctance to to give our synopsis, but I get the feeling today that you you're you'd be more than willing to uh, to dive in on a synopsis of this movie. I think I think I can handle it for this one. Okay, so Starship Troopers released in 1997. Uh, based on the Robert Heinlein book from uh, 1959 of the same name and directed by the one and only Paul Verhoeven, legendary um, director, uh, particularly in the realm of science fiction action. He directed Robocop, Total Recall, um, and and this film. And as far as I'm concerned, that's like the trifecta of whatever it is that he does, which is which is a lot and this movie holy shit um so basically i remember when this movie was released and it was marketed as a you know pretty typical um sort of tentpole studio sci-fi action movie it's basically like, like a war movie but with aliens instead of people and giant bugs you know are the armies fighting giant bugs and it looked so cool and it was very exciting i just remember a big lead up to this movie i'm supposed to be doing a synopsis but i'm just telling you my, my earliest memories. exactly how you feel yeah you're just you're 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 emoting is more than I'm you are I'm, describing. I'm possessed i'm possessed by joy right now um so so but anyway the, the long and short of it i mean this movie is about a future society that is at war with a race of um, bugs. They're called arachnids, who are these giant creatures from the planet Klendathu. And um, it's just about a bunch of, you know, uh, your typical story about a bunch of gorgeous young, you know, Hollywood hunks and, and, and beautiful ladies going off to battle giant bugs in space. And that's basically, that's the, what the movie's about. One of that's those literally. Movies. Yeah, one of those. One of those. Movies. One of those typical, you know, one of that old saw. Uh, um, but so yeah, so that's the basic premise, and but that doesn't even begin to describe the the myriad joys to be derived from this film, which is I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I think this might be the most subversive film ever released by a major studio. Matt, I I love that you're going into this because this is you know Honestly. my biggest takeaway from this movie as I watched it was I'm not smart enough to get this movie. And really, yes, and that I'm not commenting on whether it holds up or not. I'm I'm not commenting on that, but right. it is it is clearly saying a lot. And 
and it is clearly, you know, there's a lot to unpack in it. And I'm, I, sh- I don't want to say I struggled. Again, I may not well, be able okay, to think well, it. I'm, but, I'm, I'm curious. I, well, before you continue, let me yeah. ask, because honestly, I've actually watched this movie several times since it came out. Like, and we can talk about, because I, I, I'm sure we were there together when we saw it in the theater. I remember seeing it in the theater vividly. Do you remember it? Um, no, I don't. I don't actually remember watching. Well, no, I, okay. I, I have. I have a few memories of 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 it in the theater very briefly, but I, I don't know that it. It wasn't a movie that. Again, you're you're smarter than I am, so I think in the in the moment you probably got a lot of what I didn't get. Um, when we first saw it, it's in '97. I would have been 14, so you would have been what 11, 12, somewhere 12. in there. Um, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so I, 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 yeah. So talk to me. Subversive. You said it's the most oh, yeah. subversive by a major studio. Why do you? Yes. Why do you say that? Well, because essentially the movie is a propaganda film. It is a Basically, the best way to describe this movie is it is Triumph of the Will meets Star Wars. <laughs> right, like, and Triumph, this movie Triumph of the Will was a propaganda film by Nazi Lenny Germany. Riefenstahl's, yes, famous, right. yeah, you know, uh, documentary about Hitler and the rise of the Third Reich and all that right. fun stuff. Um, so, fun, yes, that, that comedy. <laughs> that joy, yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> we'll be getting into that next week. Um, so... Uh, does it hold up? I don't know. Does it uh, hold up? <laughs> Jury's out on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, I, the verdict's still out on that one. We haven't. Um, Tune in next week. I don't week. think we have any evidence of that yet. Whether Tune or not in that next holds week up. and we will give you our answer on whether or not <laughs> that holds up. Yes. We're going to crack the code <laughs> on, on how to, how to, does it hold up? Um, okay. So anyway. So the movie is based on a book by Robert Heinlein, which came out in 1959, and he is a pretty well-regarded science fiction author. The book was pretty um, controversial at the time it came out for similar reasons that the movie is controversial, which is the nature of the conflict in the story and sort of the world that he sets it in is in a future society that Essentially, if you, if you look at it, it's basically as if the Nazis have won and have imposed – and the world is living in a fascist state. And essentially, the movie is a satire. The right. movie is bottom to top. It's a satire. And it is made and designed, like I said, as I, – I, I literally think Paul Verhoeven deliberately directs it as a – propaganda film like it is made as if it was being made by whatever this future society is as like those leaders this would be a film they would make to get their young people to go fight the war against the evil bugs right and you see that throughout the film there's a do you want to know more is what they keep exactly there's these constant like interstitial things that are like um it's actually a device similar to what he used in robocop i don't know if you remember that there were all these commercials like i'd buy that for a dollar like there was a lot of commentary on, you know, capitalism and, and, and there's a lot of social commentary in his movies. That's one of the cool things about his films is he always there's, he always injects that into amongst this, the blood and guts and, and explosions and stuff and, and sex, which there's a lot of all of those things in this movie. Um, 
he like there's there's undeniable like social commentary happening and in this movie he is making a film about fascism essentially but he's doing it and the thing that's so amazing about it is that is that he's doing it with a massive budget for a major studio. Yeah, it was 110 and, million dollars that they oh, had. Oh, this is to, a huge, massive huge budget. I mean, 1997 huge. that was massive. Yeah, absolutely massive. Uh, yeah, this was like one of the big movies of that year, and this is the year Titanic came out. Obviously, and dominated everything, but like this was one of like. In terms of marketing and in terms of like build up, this was one of the big movies of '97 because I, I remember it vividly as a 12 year old kid seeing the trailers and thinking this looked fucking rad. Right. And then we go to the theater and see it, and I'll never forget it. I, you don't quite remember. I remember it vividly because it was a packed house. We we're very excited, and we start watching it. And right out of the gate, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is this? Because it's, it begins with. What is clearly like a, a sort of, you know, like promotional ad for the military, this right. futuristic world where like I'm doing my part and everybody is, you know, happy and smiling and, and, and falling in line to join the army to fight these evil bugs, the evil arachnids. Right. And as the movie went on, there was a feeling of like, I remember being unsure if I was supposed to be laughing or not. Yeah, if no, I was supposed to be finding it this funny. I think that and, that is something that is palpable throughout this entire film is that there is a yeah. feeling, I think, throughout that you're unsure of how you're exactly supposed to feel in moments where you're like, is that supposed to be funny or is that supposed to be uh, emotional or is that supposed to be like you're kind of like it's off. And I shouldn't say off. I think it's purposeful. It's not it, it totally. wasn't done by accident but i think right. if you're not prepared for it you're asking yourself the question of is this or isn't it throughout this entire film oh yeah the tone is very strange and unique because in watching it again honestly every time i watch it i appreciate it more and more because i realize just how fucking bonkers it is and how bonkers it is that it got made at all and especially by a major studio on, with the budget that it had, because it's so like, like it, when it came out, the film was like crucified by the critics because they all were like, this is a fascist film and this is promoting, this is promoting fascism and right. militarism and all this stuff. And, and it, to me, when I watch it, it's so clear that that is what, I felt uneasy about as a 12 year old watching it was like, I don't like, I don't like the stuff that this movie is kind of promoting and pushing on me. Like I I'm resistant to it. Um, but it's also, there would be moments of, of like really weirdly like, like sitcom humor. Right. And so I was like, I was like, what is this? And, and I think now looking back, this might be like the first satire I saw, like, in the theater and I and kind of introduced me to the whole concept of satire because that feeling I think is exactly what satire is. It's being confronted with something about reality or about society that's disturbing and uncomfortable, right? but wrapping it up in a way that is kind of trying to make it palatable or humorous, but you can't get past the, the heart of it, which is just this like, this is like, 
I feel like there's this is there's something in this that is not sitting well with me. Right. And well, and that's what that's what the satire was. And I think that when you couch it in a in a in a propaganda style film, mm. it makes it even more um, relevant or more palpable or more um, evocative. It it because you're the whole design of a propaganda film is to accentuate or to make something look good and so yeah. the, the to to kind of get yeah. you to to believe and and rally behind this so to, yeah. to do that but also leave you with this uneasy feeling is a very narrow strip yes. of of real estate that you're trying to traverse because if you go too far and you're and you don't make the satire noticeable yeah it, then you are actually advocating for these things and if you go too far the other direction then you're in comedy range you're not in satire you're in just like more like the producers and your space balls or space balls yeah you know but i'm thinking producers like it's springtime in germany and hitler like you're making just a farce of it's a complete joke and so yes he this movie walks a very tight line to hold it and the interesting thing is I think why it's so it, – it's gained in its reputation is because of the rise of authoritarianism and fascist thought mm. now that is more prevalent. Right. I actually think the reason why it was so radically ridiculed was because we naively thought in the 90s that this was gone. Like this was not sure. something here and like it's like why are you even bringing oh, this yeah. up, right? Yeah, it's way more relevant now. Than it was in '97, yeah. So there's no there's no reason to like see. I think in the moment, like the satire would be, feel unnecessary in '97 because yeah. it's like there isn't. Right. At least people felt like, why is there a need for a satire about something that happened in the 1930s and 40s in 1997? Yeah. Which now we're like, wow, it was very prescient of what was to yes. come, uh, and you know, and I mean, obviously, you and I were 14 and 12, so I. I I don't know about you. I wasn't having any deep thoughts about the direction of world governments, but oh no, it it all this all went over my head. I mean, that's like when we. I just remember coming out and and the main and I just I remember thinking it was awesome, but like, but I was also like, but but I don't get was it was it supposed to be a comedy? Like that was my main thing. Is I the humor of it or the satire of it was kind of like I was I was confused by it, but I was really fascinated too, and then. Like a few years later, when I was in high school rewatching it, I went, "Whoa, wait a second. And honestly, but it wasn't really until like the the special edition DVD of the movie came out. And of course, because I'm a nerd, I got it. And I watched the documentary. And they are just like, yep, we wanted to make, you know, Annette Funicello and Troy Donahue go to space and fight monsters and become Nazis. Like, that's literally what they say <laughs> in the documentary. And I'm like, Oh shit! I mean, I gotta say this. I read, I read about the casting decisions, and Mm. like, literally, they're like, "Yeah, I wanted blonde hair, blue eye, Aryan race. That's what I was looking for." And I'm going, "Oh yeah, what? I mean, can you imagine that casting call come out? Like, I need, I need the superhuman Aryan race to come." Honestly, if I feel like if Verhoeven, if he could have just cast the entire cast of 90210, he would have, right? Like. And that's one of there's like there's so many things about this movie that are so 
bold and and just like and so like I said, subversive. And I love the the fact that it's skewering like th- this this beautiful teen sort of thing that was happening in the '90s because like. The whole cast is just these. I mean, the two leads right. are like the two most fu- per- fucking perfect-looking people I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like Casper Van Dien is like, he's like a living action figure, and <laughs> and I don't necessarily mean that as a compliment. And, or a Ken but, doll. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. He's like a Ken doll who has come to life, and they put him in a movie. Um, you know, and Denise Richards and everybody. So it's just like, it's just these these gorgeous people going off and like. And and being becoming Nazis, like literally, the movie is like is is our our heroes are espousing these like really troubling political viewpoints, and it's kind of right out of the gate in the classroom scene with uh, Michael Ironside, who's amazing and everything, who plays Mister Ratchak, which is I mean that name. Every time they said it, I was just like mystified as like, why <laughs> could they not have come up with a name that you can like actually say? Right. Like it's the most ridiculous just assemblage of letters I've ever seen for a name. It's ridiculous. But 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 right out of the gate, he's the teacher and he's the guy who's who's it's a whole the whole scene is meant to catch us up to speed and where we're at, which is essentially a world in which the Nazis have won fascism rules and the government essentially is, has drawn this line between, um, I think civilians and citizens, civilians and citizens. Right. And, uh, basically citizens, I think he says they, they devote, I forget what the exact words are, but they devote their, uh, their, their whole, their body and, 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 uh, their service to the body politic and are willing to put their lives on the line for, for their, for their country and a civilian does not. And that's basically like, that's like, that's the distinction they make. So being a citizen is like this huge um, honor, which of course just means being a cog in the war machine. That's like the right. whole thing of being a citizen. It's like, just mindless. You, you fight the enemy and that's it. And you don't question anything. And it's, it's like, and it's still watching it now. It's just so blatantly like right out of the, I can't, I can't even remember what I thought at the time, but watching it now, I'm just like ran out of the gate. I'm like, wow. Yeah. These are, these are like Nazis, like straight up. Yeah. And it I didn't was, get it. I didn't get the reference to the Nazis. I see it now. I, I mean, obviously now that I watched it, yeah. it I, I get it very clearly, but it, when we first watched it way back when I, I, oh, yeah. I didn't get the Nazi, um, no, same amount really. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, um, well, it's, it's interesting too, to, to note that like, as far as like where, how, where this world takes place in like this fascist regime, one thing that I didn't really pay, didn't really give a uh, mind to at the time that I, when I first saw it, but now watching it and realizing that our heroes and everybody basically that we meet, they live in Buenos Aires in South yeah. America. Yeah. And that made me go, Oh, that means that like, literally we have infested the entire world. So essentially the entire world is America. To the point where South America is like California, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Okay, I, that's something. But the I Nazi definitely... version of 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 California of of California. Right. It's also an interesting reference because it, I think famously, like, there was this belief that the that Nazis kind of escaped Germany and went to South America and and set up like industry kind of 
colonies down there. So I was oh, like, okay, maybe that's what that is. And, yeah. I, and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're making reference to to that. That could I, whole that would make thing. sense. Um, I do think at the beginning of the movie, another thing that was really interesting was that you know the start is they the obviously these are high school kids that somehow played yeah. like some sort of professional football thing because it was oh like, my god they were like football. In, yeah, and it, was, it looked like it looked like it looked like Nerf meets Nickelodeon guts. Yeah, <laughs> right. But and and um, what's the the uh, movie uh, Tron? They're in like Tron yes. outfits, and and I feel like yep. and but but they're in like a stadium, like it's on a basketball yes. court. It's not. It's like it's weird. It uh, anyways. I think it was somebody <laughs> saying we got to make this thing look similar to something that people know, but like totally futuristic. So let's make it all colorful, and they'll run around. But um, Nickelodeon is the way of the future. Let's just, yeah, yes. let's do it like that. Yes. So, um, but at the after that, that, like they have these aptitude tests. So, like if you're going to go into the military, they're like, "This is where you're going," right? And it, yeah. But it was like very cast, like system. Like you, there is no yes. choice in this. Like you just test, and this is where you go. And it was very yes. Gattaca. Like it was very. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, it's like released the same year, I think. Oh actually, really? Okay. Enough. So obviously yeah. this whole thought process is permeating in the culture at this time, but like yeah. this whole feeling like that you can't escape whatever your genetics are, which mm-hmm. is also a very Nazi kind of thing, which yeah. is that genetics are everything. So whatever it is, it is that, and you can't escape it, you know? So right. our, our lead Rico, who were, who were following mostly, uh, in this movie is a just a humble infantryman that you know and yeah he's this kind of star at his high school uh mm-hmm. you know but he just he doesn't test well on anything so he goes yeah, here it's literally it's literally like the asshole who beat you up in high school is the hero of the movie like exactly that's literally like what it is right and and he and you know and yet he he becomes the infantryman yeah. denise richards what i would guess is the other lead I guess the the yep. lead actress she goes to become a pilot. They're the power couple, yeah. right? And um and then Neil Patrick Harris, which this is his first adult role after yes. Doogie Howser. He he. This, yeah, this was my first like seeing of him post Doogie for sure. Right, and so he I was like, oh my god, that's Doogie Howser in an R-rated movie. It blew my mind. Yeah, and so he goes, and he's he's evidently so smart he's leading everything um you know or, or it, yeah his material. um his trajectory his trajectory is very sinister for sure yeah like no emotional you know empathy whatsoever he's, he's like gerbils by the end of the movie exactly basically. yeah so i thought that that start was just very uh, again for americans um you know uh, you and i growing up in you know kind of an america that felt much more kind of choose your own adventure you know you can do whatever you want and go and go wherever you want right. that was a that you start the whole film off with this kind of um you know this guy makes this decision to follow the girl rico follows denise richards who what's her name what's her name character carmen name? carmen yes okay carmen, so, carmen ibanez which funnily enough my first guitar i played was was an ibanez or ibanez so okay yeah that's right. kind interesting. of interesting Yes, uh, so Johnny Rico follows her his uh, love interest Carmen Ibanez uh, into the military, and he gets sent mm-hmm. into just basic training. Um, and right. so you're you start the whole film starts with this kind of 
uneasiness. You're just like, God, this is this guy. You know, he he doesn't have to go do this, and this doesn't feel right. And she won't even say he loves she she loves him to begin with. Yeah. Yet he's still following her. It's like you just you you kind of know you're like, eh, well, something doesn't it, feel right. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's tricky to it's tricky to to get. your finger on because the stakes of the movie really are are very much like 90210 or any of those like teen soaps of the time like really those are the emotional stakes of the movie it's it's not this is not a deep or profound exploration of war it's as if the movie was made by the fascist state so it's like the, the the stakes always feel very you're never really invested in the characters, but it's, but within that, that's, which is one of the things I really like. I really like about Paul Verhoeven is such a, he's such an interesting director because, because this kind of, I feel like is part of a, a trilogy with RoboCop and total recall, which we'll get to eventually total recall in particular is like a fucking masterpiece. I love that movie so much, but like the thing I love about him is that, and I don't know if this is maybe I think he's um I think he's Danish I believe oh, of course yes, he's, he's, Danish. he's Dutch Dutch he's Dutch. Don't, let's yes. not confuse those Danish right I know sorry I don't that's I know that's a touchy subject Core. But, um, yeah you're yeah come on I know but but he is he has such a I love that he he throws himself so completely and everything is so extreme in his movies there's no like like there's no um there's no holding back there's no middle ground there's it's no all extreme it's all extremity and when it comes to like these kind of movies i i admire that because and a lot of people cuz it's i mean obviously it's controversial his movies are always controversial because there's all they're always really graphically violent and there's hardcore sexuality in almost all of them he also did basic instinct by the way so <laughs> and that's the kind of you know and Showgirls, that which is like its whole—that's a whole other man. Which is the movie he made before, right before this, which is funny to think about. But um, but he, I kind of I like the fact that even though I mean his movies, obviously he got a lot of flack for the violence in them. Personally, I prefer somebody doing over the top violence as opposed to sort of like consequenceless violence. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather watch a movie where people are, like, ripped apart by bullets right. than where somebody gets shot and it's just, like, they just fall down and there's no there's no consequences, no blood, no impact, you know? Right. He's like, he's like, okay, you want to come to a, the movies and see people get blown away and, bl- and blood and guts and bl- explosions? I'm going to give it to you. and But I'm really going to give it to you. And you're going to have to take it and, or not. And it's like, and this that's one of the things I like about this is I feel like because he, it just almost seems like a reaction to that criticism in a way because I feel like a lot of people, especially like in like mid late eighties, there was a real, there was a lot of like um, fear about the violence in, in movies and how graphic they were and stuff and how they influence culture or whatever negatively, mm-hmm. and I feel like this was almost like a reaction of like he probably had already been accused of being fascist just for like the content of his movies. And this, and I feel like this is him saying, "Okay, you want to, you want to really see a fascist movie? I'll fucking show you fascist." Which is and he crazy. Made this, and it's like a big, it's a big like thumb in the eye of critics and everyone who goes to these kind of mindless, 
you know, action, you know, violent action science fiction movies. And he's like, I'm going to give it to you, but you're going to walk away and have and it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. And, and it's you're going to have something you're going to have to think about. It's crazy that he That's what that, I fucking love about it. it I, it's crazy that he's um, that he would be considered fascist or that pro fascist. I mean, he grew up in uh, Holland yes. uh, under uh, Nazi Germany. I mean, like he was alive. Yes, yeah. uh, I don't know. Is he still That's alive? Right. I mean, he was probably. He is, he's, yes. He okay. is. Yeah, he's got to be pretty old if he was alive during World War Two. He's 84. OK, yeah. so, yeah, he, he was a young boy when uh, World War Two uh, was going on. So he was occupied uh, Holland um, there. So it, 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 it you know, it, it's kind of uh, uh I don't think fair to be able to to criticize him or suggest that he's uh, fascist, but nowadays, and I'm sure you know, and I'm sure that in that probably influenced the violence in his films, probably just from the shit he grew up around. You know? Well, yeah, and and look, I th- I'm with you on the violence thing. It's kind of like uh, Tarantino does this a lot in 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 his Absolutely. stuff, like with Kill Bill and, and all of the stuff. It's he you, you have these violent um, episodes and in in the movies and and that they make and it they do it over the top which makes it in my view more acceptable because it's it's clearly it divorces it from correct, reality and, correct you know it's not yeah. it i don't want to say it's not real but it it it's it's aesthetic violence correct it's, it's not and this is the argument by the way that Tarantino has made constantly because people always criticize him always but it's and he's always made the point. It's a, it's part of his aesthetic. It's 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 part of his visual style and how he communicates and tells stories. And and, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, the whole violence thing is a touchy subject because there you know, some people would argue that you you know, how do you show any kind of violence on screen without kind of celebrating it or romanticizing it, which is kind of a valid argument and, a, and a, something to think about. But I think. I don't know. Personally, I feel like when I watch a movie, I know it's a fucking movie and I know the difference between real violence and movie violence. And I feel like in a movie, the violence is meant to make a point or it should be. It should be meant to make a point or have an impact, whether it's dramatic or aesthetic or like like in this, I think the hardcore violence really undercuts the kind of like um really kind of bland 90210-ness of it. Right. Like it, it, in, in a way, I think the violence in this movie actually works better than in any of his other movies. It's almost more appropriate for this. Well, yeah, cause it's a propaganda it's, film. It, it's, it's yeah. set up to be a, um, where the violence is, is, is downplayed. Like he shows it in full, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But then the characters and everybody move around it as if it wasn't a big deal. And so yeah. you're contrasting this kind of very visual spectacle and kind of shocking nature of violence that you're seeing, but then yeah. the character and the plot and the storyline doesn't address it really. There's no, no there's no emotional scars from the characters from dealing with this stuff. There's no I mean, even at the beginning of the movie, we talk about this. Rico is going through and they all the three of them, the three kind of friends, Denise Richards, yeah. Carmen Johnny Rico and uh, Neil Patrick Harris, right? They all show up and right. they're 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 saying hello to this guy when they check in. And the guy 
says, oh, Captain, well, I'm going to be saluting right. you, and then says yeah. <laughs> uh, to Neil Patrick Harris, well, you're going to be blah, 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 and he says, infantry, me goes, infantry made me the man I am today, and he like rolls away, and he has like no arm and no legs. No legs. Right? He has robotic arms Correct. and no legs. <laughs> right, and, but it is yeah. like y- you see it, and obviously the director made a choice to kind of, it's clear that, hey, this is, you yeah. know, <laughs> it was, he's pointing it out, but yeah. the characters we as the audience see it the characters almost don't it's like they just kind of move on and they, they, there's no real depth to it and and i think it works in that if way there, or if there is it's glossed over so quickly yes it doesn't linger there's not yeah 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 there's no moment where yeah. johnny rico is like god i you know look at that guy i'm just going to become the, you know there's none of that there's no internal worry about it he's just move on to the next thing which would be what you would want in a propaganda film, you wouldn't want people right. lingering on the 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 morality or the no. the question of whether to join. You just want to. You don't want them. You don't want them asking any questions at all. You know? Right. You just want them to continue. Which is moving on. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why there's no. I mean, the 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 motivations of the characters are always so obvious. There's no. There's really. There's no depth to it. There's no depth to these characters. I think. The only, I mean, the only character that I actually liked or got invested in and felt had depth was Dina Meyer's character, Dizzy. Dizzy, Dizzy. yeah. Who is hands down the greatest character in the movie and like the heart and soul of the movie. And boy, oh my God, she was awesome. Well, like, and I, I also think so that, quite frankly, I mean, and Neil Patrick Harris has turned into a wonderful actor now, but I, at the time, mm-hmm. I don't know that he was as, as good then. Um, well, here's the thing. Okay, I, when I'm watching the movie, I liked. I, I th- especially this last time. Although I have to say, it's funny. So I, like I said, I've seen this movie several times since it came out, but it had been a while since my last viewing. And then I watched it for this podcast, and then like not even a week later, I actually watched it with my son, my oldest son, who's twelve, who's the same age I was when it came out, and he fucking loved it, and it was a blast. And he and I like explained the movie to him, and he was like, "Oh wow!" and like it was pretty cool. And then I actually I, I watched it. I was literally watching it again before we started recording so i've watched this several times (laughs) and i i i I just i discovered that i like now to play a game the game of watching the movie and trying to figure out which actors knew what movie they were in (laughs) that was that was a a fun part i had and i think honestly okay well the one actor i know for sure knew exactly what movie he's in was michael ironside Yes. Who plays Mr. Ratchak? Yeah. He knew exactly what the he knew the score. He knew exactly what the fuck was happening. Yeah, he he, he's he, amazing. he played it he played it exactly the way Oh my god. Yes. He knew a hundred percent from start to finish what movie he was in. Yes. And whether whether he's I love in the beginning when he's pointing with his stump because he has one arm. Right. <laughs> he likes to he points at people with his arm stump. I love that choice. And he also, I have to say has the greatest line in the movie and best line reading. One of my favorite lines ever in one of these kinds of movies when he says, when he finds a poor victim at a, uh, like a base camp that's been decimated by bugs and they find a guy whose body was, he's got a giant hole in his head and he looks like almost, he might as well just be looking at the camera right. and he says, they sucked his brains out. Yeah. I, amazing. Yeah. I mean, so amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So, he was definitely in on it. I think, I think actually Neil Patrick Harris 
was in, he knew because, or at least he comes off as just too smart to not know. Maybe that's just because he was Doogie Hauser. But I feel like he, he gets it. Like he, the tone of his performance feels very, feels right. Right. I will, I think that the two, the two people who absolutely had no idea were the two leads. Yes. Yes. Rico, <laughs> Denise Richards, and Denise Richards. Yes. As the, far as they were concerned, they were like in the new Star Wars. Like they, they and I, I mean, Casper Van Dien in this movie, I literally, I feel bad saying it because I have not seen him since. And I don't know what, I hope he's doing well. I really do. Um, and I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think he'll be listening to this, but I mean, if he is listening to this podcast, get him help now. Like somebody (laughs) send a, send an ambulance to him immediately. Um, but, but he, yes, he plays his part with such earnestness Yeah, and such like, I mean, but I think, but it's, I think it adds to it. You couldn't have it any other way. But see, the thing is, is that, the the director even mentions after the fact he says they they said that maybe the movie would have been better served if they had chosen actors based off of ability rather than looks um and 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 no i disagree i disagree but i disagree i disagree completely yeah. because if you're doing the movie would have been better but it wouldn't have it, no it wouldn't have been better i think it would have made it perform better but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the movie that it is which is what it's supposed to be but which is, these are not supposed to be characters it's supposed to be a propaganda film in which you're not supposed to have it's there's no depth if you have depth if you have actors who are providing significant depth it loses the the superficiality of everything that's going on exactly which is the commentary that you're making exactly imagine like christian bale playing the lead in this movie right it wouldn't work it wouldn't work it wouldn't wouldn't work at all because he's too fucking good and you would be way too like it would throw the whole movie off. You need somebody who's like a poster boy for America, like all American football. Players, Christian you know? Bale would add so much depth that the yeah. character would be complicated and you would be, yeah. you would see all of the, the, the conflict that that character would have in these moments, which yes. in a propaganda <laughs> film, you don't want Denise no, Richards is a perfect casting. History when an actor was fired for being too good. <laughs> yeah, Denise Richards is a perfect choice. She just literally perfect. looks around, smiles, oh, yeah. and, and just... I mean, listen, believe me, as a 12-year-old boy, when I walked out of this movie... I basically it was like the special effects were cool and Denise Richards and I was, she's, <laughs> I was like yeah she's gorgeous she's gorgeous in the, in, I mean, and she it's she it's she, um, she even said afterwards she said I all I was focused on is this was like my first role she goes I was just focusing sure. on not getting fired and she so plays the shit out of it yeah it's great it she's fantastic in it because that's what it is yeah. I um and so yeah the movie is is crazy so we they they go off and they you know and you're following rico you, they they go to denise richards and you see some of it but most of this is on rico um and yeah. obviously there's a reason for that because that's where the violence is that's where the the you know the the action is with the bugs it's not in the yeah. captain's quarters and you don't even see neil patrick harris for the rest of the movie he, he goes off yeah. and you don't see him until the end of the movie um, no, because they're not fighting the war. It's the, it's the, you know, the grunts that are fighting. Right, and the you war. need if you're doing a propaganda field, you're trying to get people to sign up to go fight. That's what you want. That's what you need. You can't show them Neil Patrick Harris, someone who's you're never going to be. You've got to show yeah. them the people that they want and need to sign up 
to for duty and go fight this war against the arachnids. The other thing that I thought they did really, really well is the the bad guy in this film, you know, or in a propaganda film, is these these arachnids. And yes. what I love is that they've chosen a thing that is mm-hmm. generally scary and repulsive to most people, right? Yeah. And so you're 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 kind of you're instinctively with the main characters, like kill the right. kill the yeah. bugs, right? But then exactly. what they do throughout the movie is that you slowly are like you realize you're like, God, I you know why are why we are fighting we, these why, why are we killing all these yes. these oh my god bugs? yes exactly i was like how and this and that was kind of a big revelation to me is the first really the first time i thought about that where i was like wait a second how are these arachnids who are like genuinely they're just giant bugs right <laughs> they they have no capacity <laughs> for technology how are they attacking Earth. Well, not only, and then that, I realized, oh wait, no, they're not, and that's the point. Well, that they yes, are not a threat at all. The, the, the our government is telling us they are a threat, so that we go to war with them, so that we can colonize their fucking planet. Right, but the, the best thing about that's it, the whole point. The best thing about it, Matt, it's is amazing. they don't they don't ever even give you a rationale. Like even no. even with like like a movie like Avatar, right? Which yeah, you know, I haven't seen that. Okay, really. God of all the no. movies, you fucking you haven't seen Avatar. Like I get it, maybe of you don't course, like no. it. You certain you don't like it, and you didn't want to see it, and blah blah blah, the fucking blah. But it's Avatar, okay? That we're gonna do that <laughs> sure. movie on this fucking thing, and you can comment all goddamn oh, God. day on it, okay? Uh, okay, all right. But okay. it's Avatar. Um, anyways, sure. in Avatar, which is just a modern, it's just a, a human version of Fern Gully, but um, right. <laughs> uh, but um. Needless, well, I've my, seen Fern Gully, I'm getting. So I'm, now I don't need to see. Avatar. You've seen Fern Gully, you've seen Avatar. Sure. Um, okay, good. But in Avatar, they they give a rationale. They're here to get this ore that is like underneath this thing, and that is justifying right. in their mind the extermination of of these native inhabitants, right? And so there is at yes. least an explanation. There is a side that is articulated as to why they're going to do this. There is right. none provided. No. The basic premise Zero. for why we are killing all of these creatures is because they're evil. That's it. Right. And but they don't give you a reason why they're evil. They just say they're evil and everyone just seems to buy it hook line and sinker in the movie. And it's Absolutely. just That's, which is which fascism. Is in line with, it, exactly. it's on on the nose. It is just you're like exactly. And what's what's even more disturbing and chilling about it is that the 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 thing that the inciting incident that motivates everyone them to finally kind of go to war against them is that Buenos Aires, which is where all our our heroes are from, is destroyed and all of their families are just, are killed. And if you think about it, they probably fucking did that. The government probably yes, they the, never prove it. Destroyed Buenos Aires to get them to go to war with these fucking aliens. Right? Yeah. It's it's it. it what I love about the movie, and again, this is we, we we talked about this earlier, which is this this narrow strip of land that you're that you're walking, and I think if yeah. you're if you're if you're just if you're checking your, as as Dennis Quaid asked us to do in inner in uh, inner space, if you're checking your brain at the door. You're gonna miss this. This is not a yeah. This no. is not a check your brain at the door because you got to be paying sure. attention because 
the beauty of this movie is that they you start out for all everything is set up so that you are you are on the side of of the main characters it's all set up they're gorgeous they're moving in the right direction there's some evil thing that their town gets blown up it's an enemy that everyone just instinctively is you know opposed that that it's very violent etc 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 like everything is lined up for you to be against the arachnids and for the main characters but yeah. through but from the start of the movie till by the end when they bring out the brain bug and <laughs> and and you see how they handle it and not only that yeah. the climactic line that Neil yes. Patrick Harris says when he puts his hand on it isn't <laughs> yes. that we won it's that it's afraid and I'm like it's afraid which is That's just a big a, triumphant moment which is just soul-sucking groaning awful to think about it's and horrible right and it's like why is that the goal like and, yeah. and so but the movie takes you by the end by the time you get to that you're you're just you're so uncomfortable with the whole thing yeah no i'll tell you what the goal is is interplanetary dominance that's the whole point is they're trying to take over the entire fucking galaxy and spread their fascist ideology and this is just the next planet on the list and it's like okay now we're fighting the arachnids now we got to get everybody because we got to we need clendathu we need that planet so let, so let's we got to get rid of these bugs like like yesterday but Come for on. no other reason to have it Right, because exactly. there's no, there is no, there's oh, yeah. no there, rationale. There's no there's, there's no, no, there's no resources or anything they're they're right. they're achieving from this planet. And not only that, there's not even a, there's not even another form of government. There's nothing. There's yeah. nothing there that is a risk to, to the, the the I don't know what is it called. I don't know the federation. There, there's no, there yeah. is no, there's nothing there that is a threat. They they can't get to us. There's not even an ideology that could infect. You know the minds of your people. There's no resource. There's nothing. It is just pure and simple. Oh, it's there to be dominated. We it's need us to versus dominate. Them. It's us versus exactly. them. Exactly. But it's also, yeah. I think, the the military industrial complex kind of concept as well, yeah. which is that the society that they have built on Earth only works if it continues to have war. And so, oh, absolutely. You've got to have an enemy to fight. Yeah. If you don't have running. it, it all collapses. People start to think, oh, well, why do I need to do all this? Or why do I need to listen to you? I've got, you know, the reason why you have to listen to me is there's this threat. There's this huge threat that you have to now follow in line. And so the movie, the movie is just brilliant in that way. Now, I do want to comment, like, we, I think we need to lean into this because I, I it's brilliant times i would say that it is so subtle that it's you can so easily get lost in it and i and i don't blame critics for for going you know just immediately going to fascism on it i i, oh, I yeah, just well, yeah because you you yeah. really have to like not that it's critics. an impossible movie to market and like, quite frankly in, in, Matt, in, in defense of the studio like it is an impossible movie to market no you can't especially it's like again you put out the cat what did we how did we cast this well we looked for the most aryan people that we could find and that's we blue eyes and put them in there because that's who we need like you can't there's nothing all of it comes out it doesn't sound good 
You know, it's like, and hell, even what you started with, they said that. They said, I wanted to make a, a Hitler yes. propaganda film. And you're like, excuse me? Like, why right. do you want to make, yeah. why do we want to redo that? Who does the remake of that? <laughs> Who does the remake? Let's but, re- but it's, I mean. And honestly, and the reason, I, it's just, it's, it's just so, I, I, I just, I have to say, like, my, my appreciation of it isn't really to, High my like I recognize the satire and every all that stuff, but the reason I really love it is just the fact that they fucking did it, and the fact that, like I said, that a movie this like honestly, it's got to be the most subversive film ever made by a major. I can't think of another film for one hundred and ten million dollars. Yeah, it's it's crazy I they mean, put this amount of money behind it. It's totally nuts, and and I think it's just fucking awesome that this movie exists. And that it was made with a massive budget and it came out and just that it was made at all. And now we look, and now I look at it and I'm just like, I'm just, I don't know. I just, and it's, why do you think that is? How do you think it got through? Uh, I think because I think because it was sold on, honestly, I think it was actually probably easy to do it because on the surface, everything about it is marketable. It's, you know, Paul Verhoeven, he did Robocop and Total Recall, two of the greatest, like highest grossing, like R rated sci-fi action movies ever. So you've got him and he's like, Oh yeah, we're going to cast a bunch of, you know, gorgeous teens in it. This is the mid nineties. It's like, that's huge. And it's, you know, it's, and he, I mean, he sold it as probably like, Oh, it's like, you know, the, you know, the cast of Beverly Hills 90210 become soldiers, go to space and fight giant bugs. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't greenlight that movie in the mid nineties? And like, then there's a bunch of you know we're in a space theme at this point. I mean, if you remember, I mean, like yeah. you've got Independence Day, all you've the, got Armageddon, you've got you've got all of these yeah. kind of space or space adjacent sure. movies going on, and in, in the right in this time, this one to two or three year time period. So you're you're right; it hits all these yeah. kind of high water. I just surprised that it gets through. You know, like, did well, no one look at the script? I mean... Well, no, but, well, well, I think, well, no, I think that, honestly, well, first of all, who who knows who actually read the script? Like, <laughs> first true. of all, but also, like, the satirical elements, I think, could, pro- could easily have gotten underneath the surface of this, because I feel like exe- studio execs were really probably just looking at the surface stuff. They weren't looking at the, the subtext of it. They were just looking at what's going to sell this and everything I'm seeing is like, Oh yeah, we could sell the shit out of this movie. So there wasn't any thought to the subtext of it. And that's how they got away with it. And then by the time, maybe if they caught on like in test screens, where it was too late, they already put too much money in it. They got to put it out. Yeah, and it's like, cost. you gotta, like, you gotta it, go honestly, for it. Honestly, that's what it is. Is it's like, it's somebody with a really fucking crazy, like subversive kind of punk rock idea getting one over on a major studio and making a movie that, and the thing is though, within the context of, of the satire, she still manages to make a movie that is super entertaining. And it's like, I really enjoyed all the gross violence and all the, all that stuff. Like it still, it still delivers on that. And by the way, we haven't really talked about it, but the effects in this movie are fucking great. They're, they're very good. And, and especially they take a big leap forward from a CGI perspective. This movie yeah. feels more like today. Like it doesn't. It. I didn't feel very different watching. It. I was like, wow, this. I, I didn't actually. No. I didn't even comment. Like I. I didn't even think that this movie. It didn't. It didn't come across as like there was at no point where I said, oh, this is an older 
sci-fi yeah. movie. It was like the CGI was still holding up compared to what we do today. Oh yeah, no, right out of the gate, I was like the like in the opening first five minutes, I was like the effects are already better than Independence Day. Like way honestly, better. They, way even, better. I mean, honestly, the biggest testament to this is I told you I watched this with my twelve year old son. He said, "Wow, the effects are really good in this." Which is and this crazy. is a twelve year old child in two thousand twenty three. So that's that to me is like. Twenty six like years ago that this thing got yeah, made. No. I mean, like effects are phenomenal. Let's they think really about are. it. We watched the net, or we did the net, and mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock's character in that. I mean, we're talking about like almost DOS level graphics on a computer <laughs> screen. That is what we're talking yeah. about. And like two years later, this yeah. is coming out. I mean, it's it, it is an right. absolute yes. The special effects on this yeah. were out. Hold up. Standing. Super well. Yes. Super well. So good on this. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, so I, I, I think overall the movie was was, you know, really good. And 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 at the end of it there's no like you're you you're kinda late leave you everyone's just continuing to do what they do and they're just continuing to fight. Yeah. It's like this really I want to say anticlimactic you're just not ha- you, like the the ending scene where they show the brain bug getting like probed and just alive and just yeah, in this it's room. It's so upsetting. And you just... Yeah, it's very upsetting. I wish I saw this movie as an adult for the first time in the theaters. I would love to know yeah. how I reacted to walk out of that movie now. Like, yeah. if I saw this for the first time in the theater, like, you go thinking it's this and you end with that. Like, I'm curious how I would have reacted. I, You know, as a yeah. kid, I think you and I are both the same way. We walked out. You don't know what you saw. I mean, you're yeah, kinda, no, we you were get... like, we were like, there was cool special effects, there was monsters, there was blood, there was boobs. I'm totally satisfied. Right, this is everything I want in a movie, you know. And it's like, exactly. I, yeah, they all the Nazi thing. You're just like that doesn't. It's not even on the radar. And so, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I, I was just like, it's like I was like, I think it was kind of cheesy, but like, like the cheesiness of it. That was the word I remember using. Is like we were like, it's kind of cheesy, but. But I feel like they're doing it on purpose. I wonder what that is. I'm like, oh, right. it's the satire. That's what that is. Right. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, I, think... I was just like, oh, it's just cheesy. But no, there was there was definitely more going on. And and like I said, I just think it's just so like it's just so cool. Like the more I think about it, it's one of those movies that like, honestly, it's one of the few movies I can say every time I watch it, I actually appreciate it more. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I mean, at a certain point, this movie's probably going to be on my list of like favorite movies of the '90s. Like, honestly, just because I just I have to give it up when a filmmaker is this ambitious and pulls something off this crazy. Like, I gotta give major props. Like, there's just I can't. This can't be overlooked. Like, it's a big deal what they did and what they pulled off on the scale that they did it, and. And the fact that they had the guts to like to stick to that that approach, the fact that they yes, like, like they didn't like back said, off of made it, it as a propaganda film from the first frame to the last without any there's no winking like but you feel the satire. It's like you get sucked into the story in its own way and you there's scenes that are just genuinely entertaining and action packed and exciting, but then something will happen and you'll go, "Oh yeah, shit, there's something else here." Like they're constantly reminding you that like, yeah, it's cool. You can have a good time with this. And like, we're all having a blast. But at the end of the day, like, don't forget, this movie's about something really fucked up that 
unfortunately exists right and we should all be thinking about it yeah and, and there's the fact a, that yeah. there's a scene there's a scene in the middle of the movie where um rico and the and the crew have uh joined uh ratchneck's root ratchneck rat is that right <laughs> ratchet Rats. Rats. it's okay uh, so here, here's the Rats spelling. I, I wrote it down. Rat- I wrote it down because I had to. Because I'm like, how the fuck do you say this name? Ratchet. It's it's R A S C Z A K. So I believe it's Ratch Ratchack. Ratchack. That's the closest okay. I can come. That's to what we're going with. Ratchack's roughnecks. In the middle of the movie, yeah, when they right. when they join the roughnecks. Okay. Right. When they join the roughnecks, there's a scene right, and they're going through and they're killing all these bugs, right? And then Ratchek sends his whatever. He sees the bugs on the top of the cliff. They're walking through this this narrow gorge, right? It's like a canyon, yeah. Canyon. And he notices the bugs up top running around. He sees them. He knows they're there. But then he still Mm -hmm. sends his his radio guy up, right? And so, of course, the radio guy gets grabbed. And you're like, okay, what are they going to do? They're going to go save the guy or whatever. And then he just grabs a gun and shoots him, right, yep. right in the thing, and just says, "I expect anyone to do that for me too." And Thank like, for me. it's just the cogness of the of the whole thing. Like, the, 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 you're yes, the, that's what you're speaking about. You're like, there's something cool that you're watching, and there's these special effects, and the storyline gets you, and then all of a sudden, there's a moment where you're just like. Oh yes. wait, what 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 just happened here? Like that, and that... that's and that's why I totally reject anybody who accuses the movie of being pro-fascist or whatever. They're fucking they they just weren't paying attention, right? Because you would take that they're, out. You would no, take they're they're at every turn they are reminding you, like, yeah, this is all fun, but also this, like, you would every, take every that turn. out if you didn't want if you didn't want if you wanted fascism yeah. to look great. Those moments yeah. would be taken out. You wouldn't yeah, leave those no, in, and so it's like yeah. it, it, it's clearly that they're doing it. The po- yeah, the point of view of the filmmakers is, in my opinion, it's always clear and it's never, it's not ambiguous. Even if like I mean, the documentary I I watched helped shed light on it, but if I were to watch it now as a grown up, I even without that, I would be able to see that. Oh yeah, this is clearly a satire. It's not meant to be taken seriously or literally, and. And, but but like I said, at the same time, it is entertaining and 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 it works within the context that he creates. And that is like makes it even twice as impressive because it's like it's not only just a great satire, but within that satire, there is you get caught up in the drama of it. You get caught up in the action and you and, you know, it's it's it delivers on that level, too. Right. But there's this other level to it, which. Honestly, I mean, I've never, I've, I honestly, I haven't seen another movie like this since then. No, no studio would ever do it. They're not going to do it. That's too risky. Right. You couldn't do this nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And that's why this is like truly kind of a once in a lifetime movie. It's one of those movies that I feel like we've taken for granted, I think, for a really long time, frankly. And we should be talking more about, and it should be like, it should be acknowledged more. Like, I feel like, honestly, this is a movie I think, like, in film course, if I taught a film course, I would I would probably do a whole, like, lesson on this movie because it it needs to be discussed 
And it's a great example of how you can combine satire with commerce and with like big studio filmmaking. Like it is possible. Like you really, you can do it if you have the guts to do it and they have the guts and they pulled it off. And I think it's fucking rad. Well, so I think on, on that note, we've got to give our verdict, but I think given the fact that you and I have now just gone totally uh, fanboy on this movie that I think it's pretty clear whether or not uh, what, what, oh, yeah. I, this is actually one of those movies that that I didn't think we'd run into all that often which is not only does it hold up it is I think gotten better because yes, of the fact that the, the political because of the political situation of where it is it feels more more of this moment than it did then and I so by absolutely so you're in it going okay this uh, this is clearly making all of these statements so I think it not only does it hold up, it is better now than it was yeah. in nineteen, which is crazy because nothing's changed on it. But I think it's just yeah. it is a better movie now than it was when it came out. I agree one hundred percent, and I think yeah, I think people people should really check it out. It's just, I mean, I like I said, like I my tw- I I have a twelve year old son, and I feel like you know you couldn't imagine a harder audience than a twelve year old child. Nowadays, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's, he, there's, there's a, anything he can look at. He can look at a thousand things at once. Oh yeah, and, and, I mean they're impo- they're they trust me they are impossible to impress. He he loved this movie. He 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 had a blast watching it, and I mean thankfully I mean I was there to kind of explain like before we watched it, which I don't know maybe I shouldn't have, but I felt the need to kind of set him up and say now listen. This movie is a satire. This is what it's really about. So you're going to watch it and it's going to be kind of weird. So I gave him a context and maybe that, you know, affected his enjoyment of it. But he he got it and he really enjoyed it. And so I feel like if he did, like, I mean, yeah, everybody should watch this movie. And it's. Yeah, I I just it's it is one of those lightning in a bottle like this will never happen again. It will never happen never it was it was this is it it was a truly like at the right time the right people got involved and somehow managed to get it the only other movie i can kind of think of is like like fight club is similar to me as in terms of a movie that could only have been made at that specific moment by those people and it could never have happened any other time ever like this is actually, I would put this in that class. Not necessarily as it's not a good as, as good a movie as Fight Club, but it is in the category of the films that just, I mean, yeah, no, there's no way it could be made today, and there's no way it could have been made previous. It just, it was the perfect time, and it happened, and now it's, and it's, now it's gone, I, it's, and now it's gone, yeah. and and it all we have yeah. is the time capsule that is Starship Troopers that will never be done again yeah. but i honestly i don't know that it should ever be done again i think you should only have one i don't yeah. think you could redo it even if uh, not no. take st- step aside it, it's it's a trick only done once like you can only do this I trick think they, once. they actually well it's funny you say that because they actually they made, five, made yeah, four, four, sequels. four sequels but but <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i i mean honestly i feel like maybe those are the movies we should be watching yes. holy shit now i'm like what let's watch those, those what's what happens is it you know clearly it's not the same cast i we should watch those movies we should watch oh starship God. troopers two three and four we should watch all of them here and see oh what happens God. i don't know what you could do holy there it, but but they, i guarantee you they're not going to hold up like this movie i don't think you no, can pull no. this trick off again and I think that no. I think it is. It's like a magic trick. Once you know what they're doing, 
it's gone. And so it's yeah. like the the magic is lost. And so you yeah. pull it off, you do it, yeah. and then once you know it, it's like you can't do that again because they're going to see it. Yeah. You're going to see it for what it oh, is. Yeah. No. So the, I think the next four are going to be like, okay, it's just, whatever. Oh, um, no, they're just – I'm sure they're just – I mean, there's no satire in those movies. Oh, those are money <laughs> They're grab. just straight up just – yeah, no. I Honestly, they would not be worth watching. But, um, but yeah, this is – I mean, yeah, man, I – I really, this was a fun one to go back and look at and, and yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with you. It, it not only, it hold, it not only holds up, it's better. It's even better than it was at the time. And it just seems to get better and more relevant, which is really depressing and scary, and tragic. Yes. Um, especially as we sit now closer to the precipice of world war three than we ever have in our lifetime for sure, which is, you know, how I'm spending my days is just constantly trying to just to um, <laughs> try to ignore that fact. But so um, you, but we yeah. watch we watch Starship Troopers to to it's, to to ease our pain, which yeah, is is uh, it's such a it's such a it's such a, a nice little quaint trip down memory lane. Yes, to watch Starship Troopers, yes. the fascist satire about giant alien bugs. Right. Um, I have to say before we because I know we're wrapping up. The one thing, I mean, well, there's a lot of things to talk about in this. I have co-ed, co-ed showers written down. Yes, well, but like that's that very fascist. Thing to talk that, about. But that's a fa- that again, it's, it's pure fascism. I mean, I was going to bring it up oh, yeah. too, but it's like, yeah, we, we've we've hit this. I mean, like all of this stuff is just <laughs> purely f- fascist. Think it's like this kind of. Aryan race, we're going to put everybody in the shower. Every you're dehuman. Like there is no, there, there's none of that. Like it's just a. It's all there, so yeah, it's there, and and I, I kind of I think we've we've kind of, but yes, it was. I mean, as a twelve and fourteen year old, it was like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know. I feel and I feel like because you keep mentioning the Aryan race aspect, and I feel like I have to acknowledge because you you as the picture for our podcast, you chose a picture of us as children, which is adorable. <laughs> yeah, well, you, but, you you look like a. I look, I genuinely, I look like something constructed in a Nazi lab. Like literally I am like the, the, the Nazi super child or something like I, I, it's so every time I look at chill child pictures of myself, you look like, I'm like, you look like powder with hair. Um, (laughs) you're you're very white, you know, it's just, it, it is. And a, bl- I mean, blonde haired and yes. I, I mean, I, it's just, yeah. So I, I feel, I mean, I've done, I've tried to do my best to, to change my image now, but, um, I feel that like that picture does me no favors. No, but, not, um, not, not with the, yeah. Yeah. As, as long <laughs> as we, especially when we get all the the hate mail for doing, uh, the the Nazi propaganda film that we're doing next week that we're going right? to say whether he's it's going to really uh, not <laughs> go over well that, that image. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're really so and all really, right. Yeah, it's well, hey, so we good. think it we think um, it holds up. We got to pick. Or do you got anything else on this? Okay, okay. Well, okay. I have to say one other thing. Okay. Because I just I can't I cannot continue and close this conversation without mentioning that. The most surprising and amazing cameo in this film is the just the last person I expected to see. And there's a scene in the movie where 
our heroes are still in school. They're still in high school and they're in a. Oh my God. I know where you're going class. with. Yes. Okay. And they're dissecting a bug. Yes. And who is the teacher who, by the way, is blind as well. For some reason, the teacher of the biology class is none other than Rue McClanahan. Blanche Devereaux. Golden Girls. Blanche Devereaux. Yes. Yes. She Ru- is. We noticed I, that. I was like, uh, and I, that somehow was lost on me and all my previous viewings. And when I watched it, I was like, wait a second. Yes. Is that fucking Rue McClanahan? Blanche <laughs> yes, it is. Devereaux. For, you know, Blanche the, from Golden Girls. The, the absolute. In Starship Troopers. Which is great. It's just, it's a which random. Which just makes it, which just makes it better. Which honestly, it just makes it, uh, makes more it... awesome and more subversive I and cooler and just in every way. We noticed that. Uh, Lex and I, when we watched oh it, Lex was like, Lex was like, that's, that's Blanche. That's Blanche. And I'm like, amazing. I'm like, oh my God, that's right. And it's just, it's a throwaway. They don't, it's not even like they no. zoom in on it to make you know that no. it's her. She's in, she's blind with these glasses and wearing a funky outfit. Was that outfit. show still on the air at that time? Oh God, no. Oh God, no. What? I can't, I don't no, know that's how late long. 80s, I, in early my mind, 90s. it's like ageless. Yes. But, and but you no. think it's like 14 seasons. It was like five, six seasons. It, it wasn't. That's crazy. That's which isn't it crazy? Is that true. Yeah, it's like eighty. I feel like that, yeah, I feel like that was like the longest running show ever. It was like because <laughs> it was always no, on, right, in our house. Well, it's been perpetually on ever since. But it's eighty, eighty-eight to like ninety-three. Yes, I know this much about wow. Golden Girls. Yeah, it's 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 that show. That's, uh, we should do a whole show. I could do a whole podcast on Golden Girls. Golden Girls does not get the credit for how funny and how good that show is. That show, yeah, is I need I need so to rewatch. Good. This is what I've been told this by my one of my friends included. Like many people have told me, no, you, you need to rewatch Golden Girls. Oh my god! Not only are the are the are the actresses great. I mean, you've got you've got Rue McClanahan, you've got um, Betty White, Betty White, obviously, and then you've got um, uh, Estelle Getty, and then the and- main one, Dorothy, which is. Um, uh, B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Thank you. Yeah, and you have those four. They are obviously wonderful. They're great. They're great actresses. You know, but the writing is yeah. Just it is. It is. Watch it. They have. Yeah. This is nineteen eighties. They have interracial couples. They deal with teen pregnancy. They deal with um, obviously tons of sex all the time um they <laughs> yeah. like they it is just they are edge they're edgier than they are now they they make jokes yeah. you can't make now on that show yeah. it is so funny and and I need to re-watch. you gotta rewatch it man it is so funny i mean estelle oh i can't i could like again i could talk for an entire <laughs> podcast on on golden girls um but it, we we digress Dramatically, so um, <laughs> dramatically from Starship. <laughs> dramatically, I don't know how we got I into mean, a. St- I don't know how we. Oh, Rue McClanahan. That's how we got. I it. mean, but that's but, like that's so that's six such a degrees. Great, like that's why this movie is so great. <laughs> six degrees of Estelle Getty. Um, exactly. Basically, the. Um, all right, so we got to pick. We got to pick the next movie. Um, yeah. Okay. So yes. The, so the list has has grown. We've, we've okay. Well, we've had kind of a break. And we and I and I think every episode like <laughs> you add you add a few. Been, there, there, there's always been some like kind of issues with the list and me kind of it's been evolving and changing. <laughs> and I have to say that since we've had this break, I went ahead and I made a definitive 
list. Ooh. I consider this to be definitive at this point. I don't think there's anything more I could add to it <laughs> that I am aware of. The movie, the list, it, and this list, by the way, does not include the movies we have just done, including Starship Troopers. This list is 566 movies long. All right, people. We got 566 more episodes. And it, well, it runs, the, and I have, but I think it deserves some explanation just kind of to set up what is to continue, which is that. I basically included everything from movies that were like big touchstones for us growing up that I know we have obvious kind of connections to um, that I feel like are just kind of shoot givens that we need to talk about. Then there are ones that are kind of more random ones that I, but that I know we either saw like on VHS or in the theater that you probably don't even remember even exist. I included those. The, the list stops at 1999. I didn't go any further than 99. Don't need to. So that, that, yeah, to. that was my, that was the end of it. So, I think that's sufficient. So I think anything past that is, yeah, in my opinion, not, too recent to even be considering whether it holds up or not. I, I, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like you, it's pre 1999. Okay. So, yes. We're good. All right. Well, so we got 566 movies. Yes, it encompasses from. a very wide range. All right. Well, so I got to pick a number here between 566 yes. and one. So I'm going to go with. We're going to go upper upper deck. I'm going to go 425. Ooh, let's see. Holy shit! This is okay. This is kind of nuts. All right. Though, so, uh, you at 425 is the 1987 seven. Oh God! Science fiction action oh. film, RoboCop. You got to be fucking kidding me! No, I am not fucking kidding you. You just picked RoboCop. One hundred percent. Another Paul Verhoeven joint. All right, all right. We're, we're 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 not doing another Paul Verhoeven joint. I'm not. I'm. We're gonna. We're gonna. What? No, we're gonna do that the next. We'll, we'll do that two episodes from now. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm picking a different. I one. mean, but can we acknowledge? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, it just means we're right. in sync. We've done this the right, right? way. We have fully committed we're, to the Verhoeven okay, nut whatever real, I'm feeling. If, if the next, if the next, if I pick Total pick Recall, total it's gonna, recall, I'm gonna fucking walk if you pick out of total this. Total Recall. Podcast. I'm just gonna jump out the fucking window. Okay. Like, for real. I, yeah. I, well, you're on the first floor, so go ahead and do that. But the, the, <laughs> <laughs> but all right. I'll, I'll right. only be minorly injured. All right, I'm really worried that I'm going to pick Total Recall, but I, I don't. I, let's see here. All right, uh, I'm and I'm very committed. I, I will, feel like I Neil, will jump out my window. Do what this feels kidding. like. Do what this feels like. It feels like Neil I Patrick Harris. It. Neil Patrick Harris in the movie that we just watched, and we're either trying to guess yeah. uh, uh, playing cards. I'm Johnny Rico oh, yeah. right now, trying to get totally <laughs> like I see you like just focus, man. I got I my like finger in my temple. Like, yeah, I'm the ferret <laughs> about to run up and bite the mom. Um, Anyways, all right. Okay. Uh, three hundred and eighteen. Three hundred and eighteen. There's no fucking way I'm gonna pick it. So what is it? That's no. This it's not total recall. Okay. I can tell you Damn. that. That would have been cool. Um, all right. What is three eighteen? Interesting. Okay. Three hundred and eighteen, and I'm not sure. I, I feel like you're gonna remember this one. Uh, the year is 1995. Okay. Um, and it is a a comedy okay. starring Damon Wayans. Ooh, Major Pain. And it involves the military. Major Pain. Yes. Major Pain. Major Pain starring Damon it. Wayans. Yeah. 1995. Ooh, I'm, I'm, this this is going to be fun. I don't know how this is going to uh, I don't know how this is going to yeah, play. This, 
That it has been it has been a minute since what I is the vivid that. memory from that movie that you remember? I remember him doing the, the robot. That's interesting. My honestly, my main the only thing I really remember about that movie as I think of it is the opening sequence, which is setting him up as like a badass, and he's like on a, f- a battlefield, and I think Bad to the Bone is playing. Yes. That's the that's that's the only thing I really remember about this movie. Well, and I remember, I think he at some point does the Cool Hand Lou thing, failure to communicate. Yeah, I it, think he does that at some point. You know, that's so the only other thing I remember. It's so interesting these movies. I feel like all these movies like have the, like they. The studios like they just regurgitate the same type of movie. Like this is all in this time frame where they did these kind of military kind of comedies. Sure, this is a a well worn uh, trope. Right, uh, absolutely. The Damon Wayans, so, the, Major Pain. Major Pain, Damon Wayans, nineteen ninety five. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm interested. I'm excited. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. I think this will, this will be a lively discussion and it is, it is one that is legitimately going to be up for discussion on whether it holds up. Absolutely. Cause I'm, I am, I'm definitely neutral. I'm, I am neutral on this one going in for sure. All right, Matt. Hey, um, another one in the books, man. Uh, we'll, uh, I mean, this has been, I mean, you've, you've been like a brother to me <laughs> uh, during this experience. Yeah, so. I have, I have, yeah, well. Same here, man. <laughs> Feelings mutual. Um, we, the 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 level of 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 affection that I feel for you uh, is is bordering on family. It's it's right there. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's weird. It's so weird you say that because I felt the same way. I do have to acknowledge that we've we've now you've now released finally the first couple <laughs> episodes of this podcast. It's not just you and I and, talking and and me promising that it's going to happen. Well, I'm going to admit something. I don't know if we've actually talked, but I had naively somehow didn't realize that my voice was going to be over a phone call but your voice i noticed is pristinely captured on a, a absolute just a beautiful microphone well, that captures every nuance and every syllable of every word that you say and i sound like i am broadcasting from from clendathu from the planet clendathu i mean don't get me wrong i hate i i listened to like a, a minute of it and i turn it off immediately because i could not listen to my voice really but i still i would prefer it to be you know pristinely captured <laughs> pristinely and make so that you're pristinely I would, I would prefer the the the, the like horrible like t- tinginess of my disgusting voice to be captured uh on a on a professional microphone as opposed to over a phone call but you know that, that's fine. You, you know, you've got the access to the technology and I am the, the, the humble surf who is broadcasting from the, uh, the streets of, of Baghdad the problem, um, the in, the, problem. in the middle of action on a phone call. Matt, I just, I just edited, I just edited dragon. And yeah. you said it's like the streets of Baghdad. I had to edit out the domestic violence episode that happened outside of your front door in the middle of the. <laughs> but see, you don't get it though. That's the kind of thing you leave in. I also had to edit out all the damn uh, the the racially insensitive stuff. Long Jack <laughs> Man. Long Jack Man was a hard edit for me. I had I had to do this. I had to. There was some creative editing that I had to do with that. <laughs> I am fascinated. I I, oh, I spliced but, a conversation together that's 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 palatable to the the non-racist <laughs> out there. The not, yeah, I mean, hopefully that's our audience. I don't know, but um, 
Yes. I, oh, I, our Aryan, our Aryan point, photo seems maybe, to have. <laughs> maybe we're, we just have racists and fascists on the. Sh- I don't know. I don't know what our audience. Again, is our photo is point. you have Hitler's youth on 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 our. On I our... think I think our audience is. I'm gonna go ahead right now and predict it's like your wife, <laughs> and maybe her sisters, and maybe my son, and then Casper Van Dien from Starship Troopers. Casper Van Dien. That's our audience. Yes. He's the only. He's the only one, and that's only because. He is. He has a like Google alert for Starship Troopers that tells him when anyone is talking about Starship Troopers. Oh, that's really sad. That's really sad. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's it. Good episode. I I think I dare to I dare say it was our best. All I right. I mean, I will say for sure it's probably. I mean, it's the best movie we've watched so far. It is the I best think. movie, Matt. I think the best movies for us to do, in my opinion, are the ones that are just on the edge. Like the ones, honestly, I'm most looking forward to are the ones that I know for sure that we saw in the theater, but neither of us probably remember anything about. But for whatever reason, I know we saw them in the theater, and but I have not thought about them since. And those are the ones I'm probably like most excited about. By the way, there were no nuns in this movie, but again, oh yeah, that's right. You know what? I wasn't. Yeah, I, I have to say, I, I I don't think I was on the lookout for that. But now, but there would no be, it, yeah, there would no, there would be no religion. It's fascism. There's no religion. That's true. Yeah, no, the, the yeah. nuns would be abolished. Yeah, the, you wouldn't have that. So it's gone. That you're, That's you're, true. Your your only thing is the state. So uh, yes. All right. Now this is the official ending. We're stopping it. And uh, Matt, we'll uh, we'll do this again another day. I'm I, I'm waiting. I wait. <laughs> You wait it. I get I it. Okay. Wait. You you don't have you don't, you still need to work on this ending line. Your send off. Yeah, I'm. Re- I really struggle with the, the send off. I just honestly, I just like want it to just like end. And you need to work on your I, send off so that you have something to say. I can't. I don't know if we're ever gonna have one. Not I think that, it's just. I. It's just gonna be like this where I'm just like, you're gonna say, okay, I'll see you next time, Matt, and I'm just like, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> you yep, should just do yep. that. You should just uh, leave it as time, this. Next time, can't wait. I'll be there, bro. Like I don't know what to I don't know what to fucking say. We probably maybe we won't be here next week. We don't know. Maybe we won't. Like honestly, right now, <laughs> not, who fucking knows? Oh, like but, we're um, not that desperate right now. But all right, hey, we'll talk again soon, and I'll, I'll get you all this pain. stuff. Major, thank you. I was gonna forget it. Major pain is what we're watching. All right, man. Watch it. I'll talk to you. All right, love you, bro. Later, man. <laughs>